Hello and welcome to the Millennials with Man Buns Coding Podcast. We're Millennials with Man Buns. You have me coding. up until coding. Like I was willing to be a part of this podcast up until coding. That was pretty well, good, though. I like that. That's a very specific thing that he just described. I don't know, man. It is you, real. You know how that lumberjack coding life. Is. You know it. You know those. Lumber- I just, you know it. I don't know. I don't <laughs> like really. What you're know. wearing. I, I know. I, I'm wearing a flannel right now, but there was a very distinctive time and i think y'all know what i'm talking about back when people actually still watched law and order i'm talking like pre-2010s where what a coder was was like a guy who didn't take care of himself had like a scrubby scraggly beard maybe a shaved head maybe just crazy long hair uh was was a little frumpy and he would just it was like are you leet are you leet bro do you talking are you you describing gabe newell are you trying to talk about? I'm that? not talking Don't about ever I'm, put I'm, shame on Gabin's name. I'm, I'm yeah, roughly saying things about Richard Stall, but then like over, <laughs> I think like while I was going to college, all of a sudden Coder became like uh, Apple Macintosh, tight flannels from Hollister, skinny jeans, desert boots, and man buns, and like I- I'm fine, you know, like but. That was kind of what I was going into it for. I was like, I'm going to be a coder that like actually talks to people and and does things. But then I guess everybody had the exact same you idea everyone at the exact yeah, same time that I did. I like I that did. Logan's like, let me describe a Portland hipster circa 2009 to a T. <laughs> but they all program now. Like they it was did one, then it was too. One, it was one thing when they were just in Portland doing whatever they do in Portland, uh, which I'm not yeah. convinced is anything. Yeah. It's it literally drink coffee coffee yeah take off their shit out stump town and now instead of writing their novel they're writing python in the coffee shops get them out of here you know what that is fair also this might be showing my age because i sure i'm about to reference something that none of you have any idea what i'm talking about except for maybe logan um there used to be a show on g4 called code monkeys this is like 2005 i don't actually yeah no and that was like my it was animated but that was my impression of people that do code my impression point, was stuck, uh, like for 16 years, monkeys. cyber chase monkeys. on so, PBS. So were they more hack the mainframe type? No, they people, were just like or? dudes working in like a tech office. That's that, great. It was a very just like it was a sitcom, an animated sitcom, uh, and I think there's only like one season. But that's a pretty niche reference for an already niche culture. That's what it. That's what <laughs> we need, though. Like. I I feel like there's an untapped market in the sitcom space right now. Like Big Bang Theory got it close because they were the first show to prominently feature nerds. I don't like the writing on Big Bang Theory. I don't like the show itself. I will not watch it if it is on at your house. I have a question. (laughs) Are are they nerds or are they (laughs) geeks? Wait, are they they nerds or about Young Sheldon? I actually hear Young Sheldon is perfectly fine. So you're telling me if if I were playing it down here, you would leave. No, saying? I, I'm saying I wouldn't watch. Like I'm not, I'm not an a hole. Like I would, I would hang out with you. I have too many fr- I have too many like friends, parents that are into Big Bang Theory to be that much of a. Oh, you, you watch this here? I can't even. I'm not going to use your hot tub anymore, Kyle's dad. That's how mad I am. Like I mean, it's well, a hot that, tub. That got specific. I think it depends that on did. the friend. I hope Kyle is listening. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle doesn't care about music. He He's an interesting fellow because he's like, he's super creative. He writes fantasy novels. Like that's his main hobby. Um, He is all about like anime and he played guitar and piano at a very good level for like 10 years of his childhood. But then he stopped doing uh, music lessons and like, he doesn't care about music. Like, like I have put on songs (laughs) and I've been like, do you like this? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I just don't care about it. Wow, interesting! It's incredible. Like it's the polar opposite of this podcast. He's a music he's, nihilist. He's you a should musical. get him on. He he's <laughs> he doesn't. He wouldn't have anything you to should, say. You should get him like, on. That's, exactly. that's the thing. Like I've asked him, hey, would you like to come on this music podcast I'm on? And he said to me, like I would have nothing to say because he really, and I cannot stress this enough, does not care about music <laughs> me at too. all. I, it's same. <laughs> Hey, what are the rules of bringing, code, code. bringing guests onto the show, by the way? Do just, it. Yeah, just do, do it. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. Let us know. give heads up just so we can get mics. Mics. Let's do it. And if you bring Clark, tell him, you know, that he should bring some tennis and stuff. You know? <laughs> <All right. laughs> we- 
Oh, we you did can, it. We, we did a drum along to Tennessee. I really well. saw that. It was baller. That was a short, cold open, but we covered a lot of ground. We did. Yeah, we did. We went. You know. Yeah. No. It was. It was. You know. You just. You feel that one out. And sometimes on the playback, you're like, "Wow, that that was 15 minutes." Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jake. Sometimes that happens. Jake is on for uh, album of the week. Yes, I am, and boy, am I! I am like. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm actually so excited to hear what you guys think of Jake, this. Jake, that was that was pretty poor introduction. <laughs> I don't know who you're representing, oh. but stop flaming him. Let no, him introduce. I know who I'm. <laughs> I know who I'm representing. All right, I am representing William Bonnie. Um, just just imagine R slash William Bonnie behind you with every word you speak, dude. When they heard that boy, am I? They would be so hyping on that. They'd be like, "Yeah, boy, is he?" Yeah, that's they what would they'd be. be like. Yeah, literally. What you gonna speak for William Bonnie I, fans? I no, no. I'm just saying, R slash William Bonnie's in the room. They're gonna love it. Go. They're yeah. They Hi, R slash William Bonnie. What's up, y'all? I bet y'all <laughs> didn't know that this name is named after Billy the I'm Kid. I'm here after a mysterious post appears that says the greatest universe crossover of all time. Hey, I still follow the Wiggles. <laughs> hey, oh, no uh, further uh, description. <laughs> there is like, it, you said Billy the Kid, but there is a bunch of like Jesse James movies from like the 1930s, I think, <laughs> where he like meets like the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh my and, gosh. Like, Dracula's daughter. Objection, They're your super honor. weird, but it made me think of it. Those are the greatest crossovers. Really? Terrible movies. Absolutely mm-hmm. awful. William Bonnie meets Hyperpop. That's what that is. No, but it actually, better not. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Sounds actually, like though, Jake, you're really losing some. You're, <laughs> I, I, traction's gone. All right. Well, y'all just didn't let me introduce it. No, right. I mean we you did immediately right. derail the conversation. <laughs> we know, we just let the man speak. Okay. <laughs> if everybody shuts up, I want to talk to R slash William Bonnie. All right. Okay. Actually, though, uh, this is a n- very nice five piece emo band. From Indiana, they came from actually two different bands, Midwest uh, Pen Pals and Merchant Ships, and yeah, yeah, I recognize the name Merchant Ships. The first band, I was like, that is an awful name, but Merchant Ships, I do know them. <laughs> I like Merchant the first name, but you know how it'd be. But I, um, anyways, they are kind of uh, cannibalized versions of those bands. They came together, there's five of them, um, and there are other projects I've listened to actually quite a bit, and they are very much Midwest emo. Um, this album, all 10 under the name of William Bonnie is far more screamo. And for those that are unaware, like you people there in R slash William Bonnie, oh, you were talking to me. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> it, uh, screamo comes from screaming emo or scream emo. Um, and that is very much what this album is. So, uh, before everybody rudely interrupted me with my joke, William Bonnie is actually the name of Billy the Kid. So, that is where the title comes from. Uh, last thing I really want to say before I, I open up the mics is um, the drummer of this band is the one who actually produced it. He took everything, because they had recorded it previously, but he took it, he remixed it about five years later. They were really going strong in, I think it was like 2013-ish give or take like a year or two. And uh, he did this in 2018. He remastered the whole thing. He made the sickest freaking merch you've ever seen. Uh, And he gave it a new album cover, named it all 10 because these are 10 of the tracks that they were really touring with at the time. And pretty much the only 10 songs I did. There's like two others, but anyway, here it is. Screamo from the Midwest. William Bonnie. What did you guys think? That's a poor choice for a redone album cover. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's, let's hear why. That, I, <laughs> I like, uh, for those okay. that cannot see what we just like witnessed, Damon just reached across and pointed at the album cover on Aaron's of phone a, of a rectangle. So with, to with be a frowny face. A frowny face. To be yeah. clear, um, I get how on first viewing you would think it's just kind of crappy. But it does come from, there's an iconic picture they took of them wearing, one of them wearing a brown paper bag with that mm. on it. They went to a marshmallow concert <laughs> and one hey, of them's got their It's actually room. a marshmallow. No, 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 no. The dot this brown that I paper didn't bag. have connected before, this was super popular on Tumblr back in the day. The album was? Yeah. I'd never had heard it until like now, not to totally cut you off. I'll come back to me. I just want to say like, 
I had seen this a billion and a half times on Tumblr though, like mm. nine years ago or eight years ago, whenever it go. was. It seems like everything I bring up was nine years ago on Tumblr, but if it's, if it's I, I hey, Midwest say, emo and Tumblr were like one in one, man. I, I will say though, this is just like, there's actually a picture this comes from that they basically just painted over and a then photo? just a photo. Yeah. Of Why a did guy. they use that? He's like wearing this. I don't know. It was right after a marshmallow did. concert. But that like, is the, it, well, the, the he's singer. wearing this black and white Jersey thing. He's got a paper bag over. It's got the frowny face. All they did was paint over it and then delete the picture and it's white. Mm. You know, so, you know, you know, I'm like going to just say, Damon, you want some ignorant stuff right now. You, oh you boy. are talking out of line. This, <laughs> this is one of the best screamo album covers of all time. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you a question. All right. What is screamo about? If not the contrast between beautiful, glorious guitars and the raw screaming of teenagers having gone through a breakup, it is the dichotomy, the black and the white. Oh, That's the wow. black and the white on the album cover. Dude, and what it. and what emotions do we address in Screamo? We're not talking about the moments where you felt proud of yourself, the moments where you felt like you were on top of your game, where you were where you were loving on a girl and you were falling in love and you really thought it was equitable. This moment these songs are for moments when you are frowning the frowniest that you have ever been when your eyes are as dead and empty as two misshapen black dots on a page when you feel like you are faceless in the world because truly does anybody really care about you as a person and you have the audacity the, <laughs> the absolute audacity to come in and tell me that this is not one of the best album covers of all time boy yes. I, I do not have a speech rebuttal but yeah <laughs> like, I, i'm just not feeling the album cover you know they that, had a better one I and feel it's like. painted what more do you want like no nah, dude come yeah. on okay that's, actually that's, though yeah. actually 100 percent. fine the all 10 album art is freaking amazing and i actually am with logan on this it oh. fits the album so perfect bro what, what do you want what do you want them to do go out and take a picture with a bunch of makeup on what, what do you want them to I do i want a kiss C album cover on CGI every album put together with the marvel special effects artist some kind of special space experience for I a want... screamo album what do you want what do you I want from these guys i want thanos in the back and then all five band members like triumphantly gazing but like deep fried filtered so bad what, I mean I want to, that too any, okay. any texture on their face at all that would have fit the album what about just a picture opinion. of your junior high band teacher like that's fine yeah that's Put great that, on the like, that would have been cool like I, I mean I get what you're saying Damon and you have introduced us to some killer album covers in the day yeah, but, oh yeah you know like you that, that okay one computer? Bjork one bro that one no, Bjork dude, one oh. that okay computer one bro yeah, there you go. Uh, no yeah. control Z. They, yeah, they didn't get no control, control Z on that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear how the genius himself actually told them, "Get this, get artistic move." All right, told them they can't use control Z on the album cover, dude. Based. Mind blown, dude. Amazing. Holy crap! What a profit. They like, had, they like literally had to scribble parts off of it. Like, yeah, straight they, they, had to, they had to get new images and put them over it, dude. But That's I, Tom York said that. I'm gonna just say, direct quote. There are there there is a type to emo band album covers. I think this is falling exactly in the line of the Panucci's pizza uh, genre. Yeah, it is in the same vein of, of, yeah. of that type of like all the toppings is like. You you have to present them with an image that is simple, but communicates everything that matters about the album. And I think in the same way Panucci's Pizza does that, in the same way that some old gray album covers do that, not the new ones where they do photography. The demo, bro. But the demo, like, it, it's about... It's about showing you a picture that makes you feel like the album feels. And, and maybe not even that. Maybe it grows on top of it. Maybe it makes you realize just how desperate it is when the only thing that they can think to represent their entire soul as a band is a frowny face and a rectangle. What does that make you feel? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. He's done the same thing. Except he had weapons as well. Oh, well, that's a little much. That, so. yeah. yeah. He did do the same thing. <laughs> but let, let us remember... These guys are emo, okay? Shia Buff is not emo. Are you saying Shia Buff is not emo? Are you saying are you I've saying they use Honey Boy? Get out of here! Are you saying they use Control Z on their album cover? <laughs> I'm not gonna have any of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Tom York would disapprove. Hey, uh, Therefore, by the way, I disapprove. Jameson, Jameson, shouting your praise. He's on your. He's, he has your number. Thank he's, you. he's with you, Logan. He did. He said, "Wow, that's profound. Very nice, Logan." <laughs> But he did put a lol in there. <laughs> yeah, but Jameson's also a Zoomer, so like I kind of expect that kind of... Pu- it's punctuation. It counts the same as the period. It's fine. You know what, though? Real quick, while we're on it, Jameson heard us in passing. Logan and I have referenced this album a few times on the show throughout the you know last year or so. He heard us reference it, went and looked it up, and I sent it to him, or I asked him about it. He's like, bro, I've been loving that album. I, I heard you guys talk about it. He listens to us, man. That broke my heart. He listens man, to you. Jameson. Shout out. I, I, Even maybe. if he hates me, <laughs> maybe. That's fine. Shout out to Jameson. All, all Cody ever wanted from you, Jameson, was a death threat. That's all he ever wanted. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Jameson, I'm still waiting. <laughs> are we still are we still doing okay, race to no, death threats? That's a, that was a long time ago. This album, my personal favorite track, I'm just gonna throw that out there, was uh the See You Later. That has a nice halfway, I don't know if you want to call that a breakdown or whatever, but there's a definite moment when it goes in. And when it goes in, it, it turned out nice. I agree. That is Would arguably you look at my that, favorite, Aaron? too. There's one song with a heart. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All those songs deserve hearts. No, no. <laughs> I actually only have two favorited, but the, the whole <laughs> album is no, good. No, no. I, yeah. really, I really enjoyed it, but that definitely was a moment that, like when it happened. So when I'm listening to music in general, I, I am always just sitting there coding. If there's something that hits me and I have to go and check Spotify, I'll take, I'll take a mental note there. And that, that song did it to me. And I listened to the album several times. And almost every time I was like, okay, wait, which, which one is that? It was the album on repeat and it was that song again. So I was like, okay, that's that's my natural favorite. Mm. <clears throat> What's nice. up, Matt? I'm just gonna gush. So, you know, whatever. Cody, Cody, Cody. <laughs> okay, um, I put it on, and my like, I don't know, like the bands I like in this genre. There's three, literally just three. It's Pianos become the teeth, Touche Amore, and uh, Law Dispute. And the third one I could probably do without, except for the very first album, but. I like I turned this on and I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> oh dear. And I listened to the first few songs. I'm like, oh man, they're talking about pizza in the song title. <laughs> like, here we That's go. Perfect. I was, I'm just, I'm not a huge emo person. I just, I'm not. And so I got to the song. See you later. And I'm like, all right, that's a good song. I liked that song. And then the rest of the album played until Robbie Hansen. And I'm like, man, I could do without every track on this album except for See You Later, Robbie Hansen, and Dope Castle. If it was just a three-song EP, be solid. But the rest, I was like, this is overstaying its welcome for me. I Because, I, like I said, I listened to three bands in this umbrella, and they wrote all the albums I need in this genre. So I'm just like, ah. And I, I, can, I can see why people like it. I really do understand. I just, like, man, I don't. Is singing about pizza part of the genre? I, I wouldn't. I, it, here's it's the a thing. Song title it's thing, the emo. I think. You know how these emo kids are, bro. They don't care what they title stuff. Oh yeah, no, I they, understand. Like these song titles, in my opinion, are absolutely beautiful. But they almost never relate to the song at all, mm. like at all. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, there was no pizza in there. But you know, except I for the song that. "The Rapture," because okay. yeah, whether or not. The the band realized it when they were writing it. I think that they, out of all the songs that I've ever heard in my whole, like, I'm talking across Doomgaze album, I'm talking, that's like Have a Nice Life, all sorts of like massive sounding albums that are about like the end of the world. No album truly sounds like the emotional experience of the end of the world quite like the back half of The Rapture. In, in no moment am I so utterly gripped by the feeling that a meteor or a nuke is 10,000 feet above my hometown right now, and I am just filled with terrible regret. Filled with the type of gut-wrenching, why didn't I do this when I had the chance? Why didn't I make the most of every single moment that I was breathing the oxygen on this cursed planet? To do what I needed to do and to tell the people that I love that I love them before this meteor nuke hits the ground. Meteor nuke. It's <laughs> the Yo. worst way to go. Yeah. Wait, I, I do need to that know. That is what that song sounds like. Jake, have you listened to the Lot of Speed album somewhere at the bottom of the river between Vega and Altair? 
No. Listen to that. If you like this album, it's very sonically similar. See, it's interesting because I was going to ask you about specifically Pianos Become the Teeth because I oh, found the them... The Long After is like one of my all-time favorite albums. Okay, but here's the deal. I found that specific album through William Bonney, just digging through forums well, and stuff. Hey, yeah, and, and my thing is, in my opinion, The Lack Long After is like, if you want to talk like spectrum of emotional music, it is just on par. If not, it gets crazy emotional. So is it just... The emo, is it literally the branding for you, or is it just I think you don't a, like these sad, heartbroken kids, or well, what? I, I just think <laughs> that it's like, I can only listen to someone be sad about the same thing so many times, in more or less the same sonic wave. They sound similar, you know? And so if you're singing about the same thing as someone else, like if you're just giving me vague songs about depression, or even like targeted songs about depression, still it's... It's been done. I don't need it again. And I Pianos Become the Teeth was also one of those bands, like when I first started going to shows that played a lot. And so I've seen them a lot. And that's the same with like Touche Amore and La Dispute. And Cody, no, those were the three bands. So Cody, I you, see you saw Pianos Become the Teeth live? Yeah. Nice. I've seen them a few times. It's awesome. Like when they were still a screamo band, because like now they're yeah. not. No, I but, know. I know. Um, the album after the. Or no, it would have been on the lack long after they toured with Title Fight and played at Mojo's in Ogden. That was a fun show because it got shut down after Title Fight played like three songs. <laughs> see, see, uh, Cody brings up a good point because it's like, I think, you know, if you're a music enthusiast or even if you're really not, you're going to have a first experience with a certain headspace sonically in music mm. and it's going to be really hard for you to to not want to return to that one because the first time you experience that it's probably exciting and, and unique and so i mean i have that with me as well it's like yeah unless somebody does it significantly better then it's really hard for me to migrate from the original person that i heard no that's totally fair do you think that that's accurate for you yeah i in some genres because i mean i listen to hardcore 90 percent of the bands sound the same as any other hardcore band but I just, I have more of a connection to hardcore than I do to emo. was never particularly my thing. Like, in middle school, when kids were getting into emo, I was listening to, like, Hatebreed. So, it's, you know, and Dream Theater, which is <laughs> how this came about. Dream Theater, you know, it'll bring Guitar Center teachers and music enthusiasts together. It's, yeah. That's what it does. Yeah. That's a very generous title for me, music enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. I, I, I do want to be clear, though. I really did enjoy this album. I, um, again, I'm always just tangent to full-on emotional music. I I do, a lot of my very favorite music, they actually tend to be very apathetic. But then, if you're kind of like, like, a, like a bug that's going towards the light, if you're kind of on the outside but wanting to be emo like this, I tend, I, I like bands like that. I have not personally gone full send, you know, quite to the level that like you have, but I really did enjoy the album and I can understand why people enjoy it. Um, it's probably something that I won't listen to a lot, a lot, but I definitely don't mind it at all. I want to give one other recommendation on the back of that. Touche Amore's Parting the Sea Between Brightness and Me. That's also a fantastic album. Mm, I will try that. I'm, yeah, Touche Amore is really cool. And I, I see I heard th I heard them come up through, you know, one of my favorite websites, rateyourmusic.com. Oh yeah. And uh <laughs> which now has new worse CSS. All new CSS. <laughs> so anyway, I did see them come up. I just haven't listened to them much. So it, there's a that album and then the other one is called um The Beat of a Dead Horse, I think is what it's called. Um that one's great i used to listen to that like every night in high school and i think it was it's another thing where i'm like i grew up going to hardcore shows rather than emo shows touche amore toured with hardcore bands all the time so like i saw them with title fight too title fight is another i guess one of those emo bands but they're all hardcore kids so they toured a lot with emo bands but they had the hardcore cred well i just i think that there's like a range of how hardcore cred hardcore, yeah hey, well, it's you, a hey, thing how man. do you get it how do you get it i don't know I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't have That's any. That's what I was about to ask. Geez. Am I wrong? Do you have any? It's no. this humility that earns him. Wow. Probably. That, that's how you get hardcore. Yeah, yeah see, he's demonstrating. That's how you get he, it. He's not, he's not explaining, he's teaching. No, but I honestly think when emo gets really, like, because they're, 
there's like a, a, a range of emo and like how hard it goes. And I do think when you get to the higher end of the spectrum, like these guys, it does start to get somewhat parallel to some of the hardcore, at least I've listened to. And like, so even, I can see why they would tour together. Yeah. At and the very least bands that are on like that farther end of that, like really almost kind of reaching hardcore spectrum are usually on hardcore labels like death wish Inc is run by the guys from like converge, which, you know, classic Boston hardcore band, but they also have a band on there called the saddest landscape who also kind of falls under this a little too depressing for me to ever want to really seek out it at this point in life anymore. But that's that. And that's the other point that I did. I guess I am curious about is it's like, do you have an emotional response to this music or is it just purely aesthetic? Because for me personally, sadness feels very different than this. Yeah, no, this doesn't feel like the type of sadness that I feel. Honestly, I think uh, for me, it's fair to say it, it's it's a fair amount of both. But I would say it it's heavier on the aesthetics of it. But like, man, I just some of this stuff hits so hard. Like those those freaking lyrics on Drug Lord, man. Oh. Oh my gosh. I hate everyone I know then wonder where did my friends go? <laughs> it's just like, like there's just so many lyrics on there that are just great. You know, I, I wouldn't say like every time I turn it on, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I'm emotionally torn right now. <laughs> but like, I just love it. Yeah, but it's For me, it's just kind of like the whole paradox I have with like eighties love music. I'm like, is it, was this romantic legitimately <laughs> like legitimately was Bro. this romantic music you know and and so yeah i don't know i kind of have that like yeah, no, i like fair. the sound totally i respect their game because like a lot of hardcore acts that i'm familiar with they are full send and like mm. putting it all out there and i respect that and i i i understand and respect it honestly but then like it doesn't feel well the other thing you do have to remember with these emo guys is like there's a track on here called no pizza. So, I mean, they are being serious. They are emotional to an extent, but also part of it is they're literally just making freaking hard music. Mm. And if you watch them perform live, like everybody is just, it's like freaking his footage. When you see his footage of just like people getting thrown everywhere. Yeah. It, like, are they in that moment? Just like, Oh my gosh. Oh, maybe <laughs> it's maybe, a form of expression. It's some of it's, both. That's what I mean. It gets back to the hardcore cred. I don't. I. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, I've been dying to hear what you have to say, but you haven't said much. Yeah. Other than the album art sucks. <laughs> I stand by that, regardless of Logan's speech. Um, Respect. But yeah, no, I think. But wait, you have to give you have to give him credit. <laughs> no, I actually don't, dude. But uh, yeah, I think. Uh, oh, what's it called? Midwest emo. It falls under the same realm as uh, jazz music for me in that I actually love listening to it a lot, but I just never remember it exists ever. Like unless I am listening to music and I specifically am like I want to listen to Midwest email email emo uh, <laughs> email. you know that's a good name yeah, for a song. They, they would title something that probably but, <laughs> yeah anyway um yeah i think panucci's pizza i think that album i've returned to the most it's amongst probably like three or four albums that i'm not gonna name uh, uh from this show that i've returned to like several times huh. like i love that album so much and i know quite a like as soon as i bring it up like they're actually pretty popular amongst people I know that are music nerds, I guess. But yeah, I mean, Midwest emo, like the cool, cool genre. I dug the album a lot, so not much to say, but yeah, cool. Right on. Very nice. Let nice. me ask y'all something. What y'all ever, y'all ever just get like recreationally sad. Like you're like, <laughs> oh man, it's, it's a Sunday afternoon or it's like, it's a, it's a Saturday morning. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like, feel really sad and i'm gonna just i'm not talking no absolutely <laughs> not i was listening to this bro. recreationally sad no this is i know i'm kidding i'll let him finish plus i've been i've been dying to hear what logan has to say this, this no, always I happens i had to though I, I was like that's funny and then cody saw that it was funny and then i was like okay <laughs> i didn't stop him principle of first fall all right all right and i'm not talking like you go out on YouTube and you watch those like puppies dialing 
dying dialing dying compilation like i mean that's that's messed up if you do that please seek help but i mean like (laughs) you know you're like i'm gonna watch a couple movies i'm gonna maybe read a couple stories i'm not like not like oh the world's a messed up place type sad but like drake's marvin room type sad you know like Charlie Kaufman type sad. I'm putting those two in the same category. Drake and uh, Charlie Kaufman. Okay. I'm listening. This is what it is to be Logan. Um, that I feel like so often, and maybe a lot of people really do enjoy it mostly aesthetically. And they're like, I'm just here because these guys are being really creative about they how they handle their depression or their breakups. And to someone like Cody, it can just not be interesting to hear somebody talk about depression for the billionth time because, yeah, that is all a lot of people talk about. That's very fair. But sometimes you're there and it's Friday night and it's 3 a.m. and all your plans fell through. I don't know, man. I'm old. I'm asleep at this point. <laughs> and, and you say, what if Bliss. I just, what if I just go and feel really bummed out for a bit? Like what, if, what if I just, cause regular life isn't like emo music and regular life isn't like Charlie Kaufman movies. You know, we, we live in a series of emotions that provided you're not fundamentally unstable. You're doing like a little gentle sine wave throughout the day. You're doing a little bit like, Oh, somebody said something nice to me at work. Oh, my manager didn't laugh at my joke. You know, those types of things. But but when you've been riding on that middle sine wave so long, you're like, I want to I want to remember what it feels like down there. And and I think while you can while a lot of people will say that, you know, oh, I just like it for aesthetics. I just like it for aesthetics. I want to say to these people, don't underrate the catharsis that can be gained from just get just getting down in there, just getting just getting a little bummed out, just having just having a good cry at Friday night at three a.m. You know, like maybe you'll learn new things about yourself, maybe you won't. But either way, I think I think albums like this, if you're really interfacing with the lyrics, if you're really interfacing with the themes that are on there, you will find things that can help bring you to this place of cathartic sadness. And so I just want to say, uh. All these memes about depression suck. You guys are like commodifying and funnyifying a thing that is, you know, sometimes fun to enjoy in a, in a moment of peace and quiet. So, oh, I have depression. It's so funny. Just let me be sad. Just let me feel what I'm going to feel. I think that that's season zero we got into that, didn't we? Like with. I think that you pulled up a study of some kind that was suggesting that if you're sad and you listen to sad music, it actually is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I, I th- That's basic math, man. Two negatives cancel each other. Out. <laughs> oddly, though, oddly, it can it it can do that because, like in my experience, I've felt that before. Like sad music definitely makes me feel happier sometimes, but it also can le- it can keep you places if you just continually go sure back. but I- i'm talking about it- it's like uh it's like horror movies right like sometimes you just want to feel scared oh yeah like no. it's fun to be scared i'm not like, saying what uh, where your point's I- invalid i agree where in our human evolution did a bunch of people just decide hey that primal fear that we've successfully conquered for three thousand years let's do that again <laughs> i cannot wait it's the same thing with sadness yeah except yeah I just don't know if I can make myself feel sad, though. Well, I mean, yeah. your music is pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, I, I just think you interface with different types of Bro, sadness. Have, have, have you ever heard of this album called OK Computer? <laughs> yeah, no. Did you hear about? Did you hear about the cover? Did you hear about the cover? Yeah. No Control Z and Photoshop. If you guys are done memeing, I have something important to say. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm sad nobody said it, but the production on this thing is freaking killer. Yeah, bang. Oh, man. If you actually play this thing on a good sound system, yes, that actually includes a subwoofer, which usually isn't really that much the case with metal, this thing slaps. I love the production. His vocals cut so good, but it doesn't get... Okay, and usually this is actually part of what I love about Midwest emo-ish music, is like their mixes are horrible. So I I get it. Like usually they record it on a phone speaker, a phone mic, yeah. but like this one mm. this one does smack. That is rare. 
the it, drummer. It, it won't get a lot of credit because I mean it's just a diamond in the rough of emo mi- mixes mixes yeah. the drummer, not songs the yeah. drummer producing it makes a lot of sense I, it's because the drummer produced it every other band member can't produce for crap Drummers every time they produce. ever tries the vocalist comes out with an album like I mixed and produced this myself it always sounds like booty just, it sounds like <laughs> big booty when a vocalist mixes I would their have own to say, album this is a throwback to the great drummer producer phil collins in spirit yeah that, that's what this that's what william bonnie is about r slash william bonnie just got triggered r slash phil collins it's a crossover <laughs> this is a universe crossover <laughs> that one, whoa that one kid, how did this happen <laughs> that one kid i can't believe he would say that about william bonnie i can't believe he'd say that no but like i i just am impressed though just closing thoughts here because i know we got to move on but just it was and it never will be again they were just there for a blip this thing is a freaking icon for me i love it rhythmically there's like some just ah the way they play off each other is so cool and also it's incredible how hard this is and yet there's like zero distortion on Mm. basically anything it's like 100 percent clean guitars oh it's just so cool i just love it yeah no give it a spin okay uh for music news. Oh, that's what this is. One. One of us. One piece of news. Speed round. One piece of news. What piece of news? One I just spoke. I don't, I, got, about I, don't got no I think news. at the drive-ins off hiatus, there's my news. Thanks. <laughs> they posted like a band Tano. picture today, and I'm like, wait, okay, wait, wait, what's going on with Mastodon? Sexy guy, I think I saw a follow-up. The hardest DJ. Are they still? Like, I think, I think, because they were kind of teasing at something, right? And then I think, I think I saw. I don't even know what you're talking about. Hold on. Do you think the fans ever listen back to the recordings and they just like hear us talking over the bumps? Oh, and, it, yeah, and it's it definitely like happens. definitely ha- it it's needs part of the script needs to, yeah no these are all scripted. Bro. we're all on teleprompters <laughs> they turned 21 you your line or something? we used to shut that, up uh, during the bumps but I nobody has nobody something. at this table has been good about that especially me for like the past <laughs> i love talking episodes I, I haven't gone to you cut no. and shift us past it no no no, no. It, no. It, it, it's it makes cohesion <laughs> cohesion it makes yeah. the bumps sound like absolute chaos <laughs> Like okay. you can't even tell what's Viper, what's Melon, what's Alan uh, Alan Watts He's anymore. Gone. He's gone. Alan Watts. Yeah, I know. rest in peace. We He's love him, rest bro. in peace. Okay, no, but uh, Fantano, Fantano. You know what? I slid in real quick right there at the end. I saw it. Who? who? I, I, I listened it. to it while I was at work, so my commentary might be a little off because I was trying to pay attention and also trying to not. No, well, he's. He, I mean, he clickbaited the video because. Oh, I know. That's what I was going to say. It's like it's it was like his first point, and it was and two there was seconds. a ten minute video. I yeah. was like, I will smack you on your. I was head. ready to go into that politics thing. I was like, oh, this is going to be you know, interesting. Which actually does bring up a legitimate question that I do have, and I don't mean <laughs> it to get political at all. But does oh, but it, it is no, no, no. Is hardcore. Is hardcore politically different than punk? Is that the difference? I think it was initially. Mm. A lot of the old like New York bands are like fairly right wing. Got you. That's and what it's got to be then. It's kind of the same energy on opposite sides of the spectrum. Is that what punk and hardcore are? I guess. In the 90s, you had like people like blowing up mink farms and freeing animals and going to jail and <laughs> like being like... <laughs> hardline vegans and like you yeah, know, see, owning guns and being borderline domestic terrorists yeah the whole like, gun thing that's a little interesting to me sometimes like I, i'll be listening to emo sometimes and they're just like singing about a friend that owns lots of guns and, and i'm just like that's just a midwest thing i don't think that <laughs> that's when you get to the other side of the rocky mountains and people suddenly have gun collections it's a thing <laughs> yeah no but I mean, that that's that too that revelation hit me so. i'm like maybe that's the difference maybe it's a political thing. I, I think it was kind of like early, early, like bands like uh, Bad Brains on their old stuff. They've come out and like apologized for it, but they were like real kind of right wing Rastafari guys, like kind of socially liberal, except they were really homophobic, like mm. vocally. Mm. And then like there's a band called Agnostic Front who was like one of the original like New York hardcore bands. And they have a song called Public Assistance. And it's all about like, Oh, you're a bum if you're on welfare kind of thing. 
which is ironic because I'm pretty sure they were on welfare. But <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, that's some hardcore cred right there. That's some hardcore. They, they, cred. They've been a band for like 40 years, and I'm not going to say anything bad about them because they're still scary dudes. <laughs> okay, wow. no, I did want to clarify that though. Um, were there any takes that Fantano got into that you are particularly memorable? Can someone just like real quick one sentence summarize his like politics point because i was trying to kind of pay attention his and listen well, someone that- someone asked him if he does and he said no because while kanye was going maga i gave him some of the best reviews ever oh and yeah. i think i think it was more directed at him and i think he does i think he doesn't bring in, po- in politics i say rush is like one of my favorite bands of all time and they're like as far right-wing libertarian as you can get on most of their stuff mm. yeah he didn't you know, talk much about yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I thought it was weak sauce, honestly. Yeah, his his politics thing. I was like, yeah, this is weak. So can, I just, can I just point out? Can I just point out, and I know hypocrisy is a meme. Uh-huh. If there's one thing you want to do to improve as a human being, just stop pointing out hypocrisy all the time. Like, yeah, we get it. Everybody does it. We get. Oh, oh no, you contradicted a thing that you said just two minutes ago. Like. Uh, no uh, come on can't we be adults and recognize that someone's ideals and their perceptions of themselves don't always literally translate into their actions and oh but you were cool when this person did it yeah well i like the other person you know what? More. you're, you're, you're yeah. on to something and, and i get where you're coming from but i struggle i struggle specifically with hypocrisy sometimes like that's like a big thing for me but here's the thing about it what your argument basically says is just don't take anything they said that serious because they probably don't well, no, mean it. I, They're probably going to contradict it. No, no, no. It. I'm not even saying don't like, take them seriously. Take them seriously when they say things. Just like, I, I don't really think that there's any critical point. Like, we're not getting anywhere in our discussions by pointing out hypocrisy anymore. Like, you'll get into philosophy and I think I think it was like Aristotle or something who was like the best ideology is the one where everything is consistent and you can't poke holes in it and people always act according to this ideology and you know I think we have enough historical context now to realize that Aristotle was very stupid when he said that maybe not stupid on the whole but that is a dumb idea because the nature of human existence is being a hypocrite like literally i have things that i'm trying to live up to right now that i am failing on many fronts of and so if someone comes to me and they're like hey notice that you talk a lot about weight loss but you sure do like buying ding-dongs at the vending machine it's like, <laughs> like shut up. how how are you helping me yeah. like I, I know like Nobody, like very few people, very few people are not at the level of self-awareness where pointing out their own hypocrisy is even helpful to them. I agree. I, I do get absolutely get the like the principle you're getting at. And I agree. But then there does hit a point where sometimes the hypocrisy comes to something where what it sounds like to me that you're saying is essentially if somebody's contradicting themselves, stay in your lane. That's kind of what it sounds no, like no, to no, me. No, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. But All here's right. the thing. It sounds like stay in your lane. And then the problem is hypocrisy bothers me when they didn't stay in their lane and then they're a hypocrite. That drives me nuts. I, so, I'm saying more like just judge based on individual actions. Like it, it's fine. Like if someone comes up to you and is like in your face about something and then they're like, yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm proud of is that I don't really get into people's faces. Just don't trust them. Don't what I'm what I'm not what I'm oh, advocating against is going up to them and be like, well, bro, you said that you didn't like getting up in people's faces, but you actually really cared about this one thing. It's like you're just going to make them defensive. Then yeah. they're going to say, well, it's different. And then they're going to pull out a million reasons why it's different. And then you're going to have a 150 bro. thread long Twitter conversation <laughs> about why. Oh, oh, it was so different this time. No, it wasn't. You know, and what you happened recently? Net nothing. This does, yeah. this does sound like good? somebody recently jabbed you. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? You're fine, hey, man. Hey, you know, you, you know what, though? You know what? I like Fantano on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter, and I I did see he's very like some people are critical of it, but like I have seen him make tweets at random times where he's just like, "I'm sorry." Like legitimately, it seems like he is always he's very very keenly aware of the meta discussion of Fantano. He's keenly aware of it, and I. I I in I honestly sympathize with that because it's it's a really hard thing. The internet was bound to expose everybody's 
the 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 difference between what they say and what they do was going to be exposed by the internet that's that's from its conception that's what the internet does so it does demand a lot of respect patience understanding and acceptance that people are on their own journey it's where they're going and so like i think projecting it on time is important for me but yeah. fantano fantano it's, it's, does talk about this thing a it's lot it's kind of yeah. funny to say that the internet teaches you patience and respect because like i'm fine enough really right? i think it does it, it does one of two things yeah. either that or the exact opposite and, and so where i was going with that is in the video fantano says ah oh, I, I gave Kanye West 10 out of 10s while he was MAGA-ing around. And then near the very end, he's like, Psh, I didn't put Tom McDonald on the map, but, you know, he sucks because he's appealing to alt-riders now. And I know that wasn't, like, his whole point, but the fact that he has chosen to make, like, politics a center of his view on an artist. Oh, no! Fantano cared enough about politics, and I'm not apologizing well, for him! Yeah, yeah that's yeah. inconsistent! Like... I I don't think that is because Ka- I will I will say Kanye it's just about like Jesus and like random stuff but Tom McDonald is literally just like I'm white yeah, yeah. It's like, it's I'm just, not saying he's it's not provocative doing politics like without politics Tom McDonald would be nothing but but and without s- politics you'd still have a lot of Kanye stuff so left, let's you know? talk about this because I don't necessarily think Tom McDonald is doing anything other than being a f- provocateur either <laughs> right yeah. and and the attention I, I he did, got from well, Fantano the one thing I want to say about this video is I liked how he's he made that comment of like now all these people that have never given a crap about rap are like I kind of like he's that really Tom it's the same well, thing that's happened. what I was I, 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 I was very <laughs> I was very careful <laughs> like, <laughs> I was very careful with how I brought it up but the same thing happened to Ariel Pink right during the election and that was that was oh, well it, and uh it was little also pump too it was really funny there were all these, little pimp uh, that was yeah. so funny <laughs> yeah no yeah great. all these people on like these uh like election betting forums that just are clearly so alt-right it's like yeah he's a good kid there's oh yeah like the same people that the same people like oh yeah little 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 pump he's a great kid Those- while a month ago they were like i think Takashi 69 looks so disgusting. No, I would want to shoot that him. literal that literal same community that was like Lil Pump. He's a good kid deep down was like <laughs> li- making video essays on why he represented the degradation of society. Not two months ago. <laughs> but that's but I get it. And throwing so, racial so, okay. epithets at many, many rappers. Yeah. So, so I do get it. I like that's literally all Tom McDonald is doing. Right. The the subtlety that I want to bring to this is Fantano saying that i believe that kanye is going through his own artistic journey i am able to disassociate the politics from the artist right but either way with tom mcdonald his point in approaching that artist was not to look at him objectively fantano's point with that yeah the the music video is goofy right but the point of the videos where he talks about tom mcdonald are to point out how politically ignorant it is yeah and you can agree with that i agree with that i think tom mcdonald is very like he's being a provocateur he's doing this on purpose he's appealing to a market right oh this kid's really saying something that is funny but he is not divorcing the politics from music when he's using Kanye West as a shield because he's a real artist. Yeah, within the same so, video. So there is a I, subtlety. I mean, have you listened to Tom McDonald? Yeah, Because I have, and there yeah. is nothing there but just, lol, you mad, bro, lol, you mad, bro. I, no, I, I know. Like, I lyric. know. Yeah. And no, so I would like, go so far I, to I, say... I'm saying, like, how could you possibly you say anything about Tom... Yeah. You can't. Like, there's no, nothing but I, 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 I did go and see... I saw Kanye in Salt Lake. Oh, when you he, went? When he, yeah. Nice. And he straight up went on a speech yeah. like a long speech he did and yeah so, how did the audience react to that well it was just kind of they, they stood there yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i saw videos of that and the audience is like like everything he'd say there would be like four people booing and like three people cheering but, 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 dude but what, uh, saying, easy speaks. But what i'm trying <laughs> what i'm trying to say though is i mean kanye really wasn't doing something all that different i i hear logan's point but like just like you don't listen to a Kanye song and it's just MAGA 2020 literally nothing else like I will also say with Kanye when uh, I I learned Kanye who he was was like 2005 George Bush was president and Kanye was on TV saying George George Bush doesn't care about black people 
that's the Kanye I came up with. So like watching his weird like turn yeah. over the last. But few then years, last summer like, people he went to like the Black Lives Matter protest like consistently for weeks. I just and so I think like, the Kardashians ruined him, and what? that's not just a. <laughs> You know, me trying to be like, oh, this Welcome is the Kardashians. Welcome to the Kardashians. podcast. Yeah. I just, I think that that family is a blight on society. But I, I think, I think what I'm trying to say is Kanye doesn't, like Kanye is, or not even Kanye, just most people like keep their political views aside, like out of their music for I, the I most part. Know, not though. most, but a I lot of people. Know. I think Kanye does. A lot I mean, of, a lot of your favorite artists get very political. No, I know. I But I, like what's that's also, not what I'm trying what, to what's say. What's also interesting um, to me though is it's like getting into punk too. It's like you're talking about people that are on the fringes of no, a yeah. Lot of things you uh, but don't I'm saying like in. I think Kanye, like specifically Kanye, specifically this video. I think you know he doesn't he doesn't get too political in his songs. Uh, yeah, is I guess mostly true. And Tom McDonald is only political. Yeah, it, yeah. So I, I, that's I, not saying I don't yeah, listen to political yeah, no, artists. I, 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 I'm just saying like. If I can put like a ribbon on what I'm trying to say so I don't sound like an insane person. Okay. <laughs> it, it's well, I do anyway sometimes. But I mean that in the edgy like teenager posting on Tumblr he, way Heath like Ledger. No, I have two I have Heath two Ledger sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Nicest guy you'll ever meet. Twisted freaking psychopath. <laughs> you know what my I'm sick mind. <laughs> psychopath. But but what I mean to say is like I, I think that the subtlety in the video is him saying, like, I gave Kanye a 10 out of 10. I didn't let that politics ruin the music for me. But then, like, politics are politics are too huge a part of what Tom McDonald does to not include that in the criticism. That it will that it will affect how you enjoy his music yeah. or if you enjoy his music. Because so, no one is like, mm, I love, like, wow, Tom McDonald, his musicality, like, his beats yeah. are so fresh and... Well, you know, this the kid's Fox, really saying something. Yeah, the Fox, the Fox News audience it doesn't turn on Talk McDonald and just like, yo, like this beat, this beat is wicked, yo. I love these hi hats, bro. Forget like, the lyrics, man. This song rocks. Like, think, they're definitely not saying that. I do think. Probably. I do think politics in the same way that it's like for a songwriter, and this it's a concept that I have wrestled with and come to just accept. It's like your art will reflect. A, a part of you yeah and i think as a listener in one way or another the artist is sharing a lot of things their their emotions are, are maybe a baseline that you can relate to transcendent of politics but in the finer details there's going to be politics there's going to be all kinds of stuff in what they're sharing and I, to say that you're, you're completely agnostic of it i i kind of think it's just impossible i think it's all part of it well, what do you it's not the defining oh, yeah, part yeah. of it, but it's part of yeah. it. And and so I just think that that's not the meta narrative. Yeah, I, I think argument. I'm sure there are political, you know, I can't think of the word. There are politics in Kanye songs, but it's subtle and it's not it's not the main focus. Yeah, yeah. You can listen Unless, to violent crime and not be like, oh, boy, I can't I can't. I remember that time he was wearing red hat and saying all that crazy stuff about <laughs> yeah, the 1800s. Like, you listen to violent crimes. And you're like, oh, he doesn't he doesn't want guys to hurt his daughter. What's an interesting video. Man, <laughs> I had mental blocked that whole slavery was a choice thing that what a time <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Nobody brought up rage. See, this is my thing. This is my well, what do you think he was raging against? The microwave? It's exactly. Don't get yeah. me to say Tom Morello <laughs> anything about Tom Morello again. <laughs> we all know exactly how I feel about that man. This is a this is a dangerous line to dance. Like I, you know what? Last here, I just want to. I just uh, you know. Sometimes you really. What I'm trying to create is like a legacy. You know, like something that inspires people to to really create like a foundational sound that people when they listen to it they'll think about things like things like what it took to become a history in the in these little modicums of all of our lives as we're living them as we're going through them experiencing them what does it take really I am, for I am sitting here trying people, to figure out what the two frick people, you're saying. two yeah. to seven people. <laughs> I don't even know what you, should, you're you need. Saying. You need to go and watch like the the Beck Modern Guilt oh. interviews where he would do what you're doing and like say a lot of words and literally there's no meaning. <laughs> like literally, you just talked for like 45 <laughs> seconds and I don't know. 
anything that you just Jake, said. Jake, you're up, man. Okay. That was pop of the week. Was that the intent of just... <laughs> it became the intent. <laughs> like, were you actually trying to say something there, man? I, I got like I got like five words in, and I was like, yeah, I should I do like, a viper bit. I was, like, I, I was like, dude, I need to see what this week's bop is. Then I looked up, I'm like, I I don't even I can't even pretend, dude. I miss uh, I miss our viper segment. That's what that was about. Yeah, uh, that was well executed. That's not an easy. That you was know, well, it was that's not an easy crevice of humor to explore. Yeah, you. Good job uh, practicing your script, man. You really nailed that line, <laughs> I'm just dude. reading straight yeah. off the... It's like glitching out and flicking yeah. downwards. And sorry, you guys saw... Sorry, guys, that wasn't the real Logan. <laughs> I'm back. This is me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. My, uh, my bop for this week is the track I Don't Want That Many Friends in the First Place by Parker. Um... And it's P4RKR. Very P-forker. cool. Paforker. Yeah, Paforker. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, you, you've cursed it for me now, dude. Anyways, um, no, but the song is... Uh, it's a nice, nice mix of emo, sad boy rap, and hyper pop. Cody would love it. Yeah. He would just... I've heard it. He would love it. He would freaking yeah. love it. But no... The, the way this thing's produced, man, hats off to this kid. He knows how to blow a mix. He really does. It is so blown and so beautifully crunched by the 808s that it will make you wonder if your speakers are actually blown. I actually have to turn Worse on... Worse than Viper? Oh, yeah. No. Well, uh, Verp, Viper, okay. Viper I, transcends how reality. Do you, how do you compare okay. accidental beauty to intentional beauty? <laughs> it's true, but... Point being, this thing literally makes your speaker sound so blown. You might just have to turn on some William Bonnie afterwards to hear that nice, crisp, clean. It's a high. good thing that you recommended such a cleanly mixed album because I, I think the fans are starting to think that maybe your speakers are blown. <laughs> I, so was I. That's why I had to turn on Drug Lord right after this song. Yeah, right. Like, okay, we're not blown. It's just you know. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Gotta check the mix on that. <laughs> but no, it's it's a great song. It's got that nice little Android text tone. It comes in that little like, oh, poor people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who uses Androids? I mean, really? You were blue. You were green bubble for most of the time I've known you. Please don't expose me on the air like that. Okay, I don't have a script to read. I remember from. the day. I remember the day I texted you and it turned blue. I was like, hey. Everybody in my life was like, hey. Like I was like, oh, I didn't realize how much you all hated me before. It's like people that have an iPhone and then get an Android, and I just stop talking to them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like get out of here, poor. I was, I was trying to explain this to a coworker the other day. He's like, well, I'm 32 and married and have an established friend group. I don't mind owning an Android. It's like you, dude. You don't know what it's like out here. Yeah, Try living in my, in my world for a second, and you'll understand why I am willingly signing up to give my money away to the Fruit Corporation. <laughs> I have to live like this, otherwise everybody will go back to hating me. I should not have brought up the sample, but <laughs> it is a good song. Go listen to it. This kid's pretty good. He's got some other stuff that's, you know, some of it's kind of crappy, but most of it's good. So, All right, Damon. I, can, I can't wait to get married and then go buy an, an Android. It's usually your <laughs> wedding gift. From in, that, in that order. If she really knows me, it'll be, it'll be just like, here you go, babe. I know this is what you've always wanted. You've waited until this night. And like, we get into the honeymoon suites and she just like unboxes a galaxy note. <laughs> oh. hey, wait, 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 How wait, did wait. you know? No, 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 no. It comes with the stylus. <laughs> I told you about my darkest fantasy <laughs> Android. Anyway, David. So, there's this yeah when he said unbox it just, it just it made the turn dude <laughs> things started going wrong that's, yeah. that's for you nine-year-old atheist yeah never learn what else could have been in that show? Yeah, when she starts unboxing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, there's this song uh, called Never Catch Me by Flying Lotus featuring oh. Ken Kendrick Lamar that one of my best friends probably has played it like a hundred times before I finally was like, dude, you listen to this song like every time I hang out with you. Like literally every single time I hang out with you and he's like, bro, it's a good song. I got songs and like so, that. I've got yeah. songs. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Does he smonk? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's usually honestly, one, one Honestly, if I smonked, I'd listen to that song every <laughs> yeah. day, too. Because, yeah, he, great lives, too. 
Yeah, he's uh, apparently he recorded something with MF Doom, like yeah. enough of an album. So put it out. That'd be cool. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, like this song, I'm like, dude, like I like you play this song all the time, man. And he's like, yo, check it out sometime. And I finally did. I'm like, dang, it's a pretty cool song. So yeah, never catch me by Flying Lotus by Kendrick Lamar. I like the music video to that one. I have not seen the music. Kendrick's video. got some good stuff. Also, K dot. K-Dot, you ever, you guys ever are like still meeting people who have terrible takes on rap? They're like, all rap just sounds to me like the Sugar Hill Gang. You know what I mean? I, I've I never said, once hey, heard huh, anybody say that. The hip that. to the hop of that don't stop a rocking in you. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? He's only talking to people that are like 48. <laughs> how, did, how, did, uh, how did guitar lessons go? <laughs> yeah, that's who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Move to the beat and the beat feels good. Every single day the beat's feeling so good. The guy knows Dream Theater and Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, no. Um Don't even say that's a bad song though. In my presence. What is Rapper's it? Delight? Yeah. <laughs> delight? Yeah. Don't even say it's a bad song in my presence. Everybody dance to the rhythm. Now everybody's dancing to the rhythm. How? Wait, are, are, wait, you wait, know wait, a surprising Logan. amount of the lyrics. Logan, are you I saying had a rapper's you, delight phase? Are you saying are you telling me it's a bad song right now though? No. no. I, incomplete. Incomplete. It's the sincerity. people that it's the people that like You don't get to tell me that song's bad. It's the people who listen and leave run DMC alone. <laughs> Dude, Run DMC aged the worst. Run DMC Leave is getting alone. in this. Leave them alone. Leave my people. All right, all right, all Run right. DMC is not a sacred they cow. They literally probably only have like forty thousand monthly listeners these yeah, days. Yeah, come on. Who just even like cares? Bjork, dude? Yeah, yeah. All right, it's so Logan, what's your bot? Anyway, uh, just like William Bonnie uh, defined screamo for years to come, Mineral defined emo for years to come back in nineteen ninety four. So my song is Gloria from the album The Power of Failing, which is great proto emo highly recommend if you are into the stuff we covered today i don't even know of them so i need to educate myself i'm on it cody uh my bop is profit and plain clothes by defeater there's no way you picked this song that is literally the only defeater song that made like number three on my year-end playlist last profit year Profit and plain clothes profit and plain clothes that exact song by defeater that, no, Travels is like one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Defeater was also what like one of the first hardcore bands I ever saw. You picked a song. He picked a Defeater song. If this was like a blind date, like this would be going yeah, well. This would be good. <laughs> Actually, my pop of the <laughs> week was a song by Paolo. <laughs> Damon, get out of here. <laughs> from their album Travels, though. It's like the first half's a hardcore song. Second half is a acoustic, like, I don't even know. Like just folk. Yeah, like a folk song, like a Phil Oaks song. It, um, emo. It's about a character who's actually they all their st- like albums connect into a big concept thing, kind of like Coheed. Um, but their first album travels. It's just a guy he meets in the story, the prophet in plain clothes, and then their EP Lost Ground that came out the year after is that guy. Mm, wow! And I those are like the pinnacle of like melodic hardcore in my opinion. It what just what doesn't year get was better. this ish? Uh, 2008 and 2009 respectively. Huh. It's like right around the time I got into hardcore. Couldn't have been more like perfect. <laughs> they perfect. have that one lyric that's like shuffle around in bar room and hostels down in hell. You best know who your friends are. Yeah, yeah dude. Lyrics that's from are travel. So lyrics are such a meme, bro. <laughs> I don't, you got them all are. memorized dog. Like, <laughs> I, I actually, I'm being out of this episode because I care about the William Bonnie lyrics. I care about the defeater lyrics a lot. Like, yeah, defeater, like their second half as a band has been kind of okay, but like, Travels, Lost Ground, and Empty Days and Sleepless Nights are all just top shelf. They're great. Dang, I, I, that's two recommends from you guys. I'm going to try it. I think I threw out like eight this episode. I've just been like firing off. Anyway, Aaron. You've been on fire this episode. Uh, my my Bob of the Weeks. Uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh oh. Rapper's Delight. I was gonna, <laughs> that's literally what I was going to do. That's what I was going to do. But, okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, no. So this this indie kid out of uh, New Zealand, I have been following him for no apparent reason because he wrote one bop is for me. Is this CJ? No, it's not. Okay. Is, it is this an internet mom troll? No, Dude, I'd no. say a bop is a pretty pretty good achievement though. So yeah. I, I've been following him, and he put out his for his debut album, and it, it's it it's pretty good. I like it. I don't think anyone around the table is going to particularly love this one, but um, no. it's called American Parties. It's a Kiwi aspiring to be an American. 
He has less That's a bleeding heart if I've ever heard it. He and I should change places. I'll go be <laughs> Jovan's roommate. Mm. It's a good song, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we close, Jameson dropped, a, not a bop, but a recommend. Okay. He said, y'all gotta check out AMPM Truck by The Garden. I actually, I know that song. I checked out that song and I really liked it because it sounded like Machine Girl if it had a a child with the Beastie Boys. Ooh. That's good. It's a good track. (laughs) That sounds very interesting. Go, Jameson's for real. Go check out The Garden. I know all of these songs. That's so interesting that you actually bring that up. I, I was listening. When you came home yesterday, that's what I was listening to. I've, I'm, I just as of like yesterday started listening to the garden actually, but yeah, I was enjoying what I heard. Cause like, it's like they write kind of eighties revival stuff and all of a sudden he's just screaming and then all of a sudden it's hyper pop. Nice. It's kind of, it's, it's something. Fun fact. They are former St. Laurent Paris models. Both of them. Interesting. Nice. No, they, yeah. they, they seem intriguing. I'm actually really interested with them. So. And they make killer boots. Okay. But this has guys. been the, the man buns and programming podcast i like the man buns this podcast this was a little much honestly like i come to this podcast for thoughtful respectful music discussion oh yeah i I get tons of that today yeah you you did i I usually deliver